fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And this is To To Ellen Ellen Back, Back. Generation Generation Q. Back is an auto shuttle podcast where usually Reese and Carly recap every episode of the old L Word, but for the next eight weeks, Annalisa and I are going to be recapping the L Word, Generation Q. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm very nervous. For the show? Big shoes to fill. Uh, Sure. You know? Sure. Also nervous about like, you know, what does the show have in store for us? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Who knows? So I've been lucky enough to be a guest on To Ellen Back, but for anyone who's just tuning in for these recaps, um, my name is Drew Gregory, and I'm a writer and a filmmaker, and I am a staff writer for Autostraddle, and I'm a trans lesbian. (laughs) What about you, Annalisa? (laughs) Um, My name is Annalisa Lopez. I work in TV um, as a creative executive, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, So behind the scenes, I don't write or create, but I know a lot about TV, live in LA, I'm gay. I also live I think in LA. Those are all my qualifications. <laughs> Great. Um, do we want to talk about our L word origin stories? Yeah. I was um, something about this podcast that I'm excited about is like this is one of the first times I've ever watched a TV show that I don't know all the things about already. And so the L word was like that for me. I watched it this year, um, the original. Wow. Because the reboot was happening. But I had been such a reader of Autostraddle and of Reese's and just like queer media that I sure. felt like I knew so much about the L word that I could keep up in conversations. I didn't really need to see it. Um, and I did need to see it. It turns out <laughs> I watched all six seasons in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Some of them when I went to visit my family. So I was watching like under the covers at home. I mean, which that's an important feels like, yeah, it felt yeah. like, you know, um, like I was communing with my queer ancestors who watched the original L word under secrecy of, you know, bedrooms and DVDs and that sort of era. Sure. Who are your favorite characters from the original? Alice. Big time. Um, They did her so dirty midway through. It was really tough to watch. Um, But I think that she is the best. And I, this is, I know people all love Carmen and now we've you know, come around to like, yes, we love her, but she was problematic. But like, I do deeply love Carmen. And I think that the craziest thing to me was that she just suddenly was like this fiery Latina. Like she was totally even keeled and Mm -hmm. like, quote unquote, normal for a long time. And then suddenly she was just like fighting with Shane about anything. And that was just a wild turn in in her character. So was the L word everything you wanted it to be when you finally watched it? It was. It was pretty much exactly what I thought I was getting into. And I had a blast. It was, I could not stop talking about it to my friends. I made some of my friends watch like random episodes with me um, because I was truly on like an L word bender for a handful of weeks. I love that both of us like came to the L word so late. Cause like for me, for anyone who's not an avid listener of this podcast, um, I watched it like pretty much right after I came out, which is like, two and a half years ago. And like my girlfriend at the time had watched it and was like, oh, you shouldn't watch it because it's transphobic. And I was like, 
no, but now I can watch. Like I used to not be able to watch it because I was a straight boy. And like, it was weird that I wanted to watch the L word. But so now there's a new reason I can't watch it. So I was like, fuck that. And honestly, like, obviously it's not perfect, but like I loved it and like watched it very quickly and then have watched it multiple times since. And I'm, I'm like, I like, like pretty much all the characters, like I will defend Jenny and yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just who I am, you know? I think maybe because I came to it late, I feel like a, I feel like a level of just like deep, deep affection for the show. Who's your favorite character to defend? Who are you like, oh. someone brings it up and you're like, yes, I, this is my time, my moment to it's shine. It's so interesting because I didn't think that this was some, when I was like first watching it, I didn't think this was someone who would need defending, but bet. And it makes sense because she's the terrible girlfriend <laughs> and a, a bad ex. Um, but I just think that she's like so committed to being herself and so committed to like her deeper values. It's Core just, it values. Just, it just happens that like being monogamous is not one of her values. Like not having sex with people who are in other relationships is not one of her core values, but the values she does have. She sticks to them. Yeah, she knows them politics, and she's honest her about love it. Of art. I love Bet, and I will defend Bet any day. Speaking of Bet's politics, should we get into yes. <laughs> the episode? Yes. So um, this is episode 101 of the Our Generation Q. It was written by show creator Marja Lewis Ryan, and it was directed by Steph Green, who directed a movie called Run and Jump and has also directed a ton of television like The Americans and You're the Worst and most recently episode five of Watchmen. And this episode aired last Sunday, December 8th. So we start (laughs) over black with (laughs) moaning. Yeah. And then... My note says, just jumping right in here. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, we open on on black and moaning mm-hmm. and enter into a uh, boobs. Yes, <laughs> Sophie's boobs. Sophie played by Rosanne Zayas. So Sophie is having sex with Danny, played by Ari Mandy. And it's a long sex scene. It's great. We, There's we a watched lot of, them like, for a long yeah, time. Like gripped thighs, gripped bed sheets. It's... <laughs> It's a good, it's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, fits right in with, with, I think the original and what they're trying to do. So, yeah. And then like Sophie comes and then she's like, oh my God, I woke up so horny this morning. And Danny, before I woke up so horny, we get a very sweet, I love you. That's true. Which is tender. That's true. Don't want to skip Um, over that. I I already would die for this couple. Yes. (laughs) Um, so we get a tender, I love you from Danny to Sophie. And Danny crawls back up. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie says, I woke up so horny this morning. And Danny hand enters frame, period blood all over her fingers and says, this happens every month. It's great. I gasped. Yeah. I was watching this at my desk at work. Don't uh-huh. tell anyone. Yeah. And just um, the entire audience. <laughs> yeah, fine. And I paused and was like, whoa, <laughs> that was and it was so casual, but it was so crazy to me. Yeah. We talked about this yesterday, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's interesting as we like get into this like new L word of being like, it's obviously not going to be like as much of a game changer as the original L word, but like what like details of queer life, queer sex. I mean, straight people can also have period sex, but like cis men <laughs> seem like. They don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Not, don't want to speak for all of the cis male listeners out there. But like it was like a moment where it was like, oh, like they're going to be going for it. And I also liked how, like what you said, like how casual it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So we get some cute banter from our central couple. Mm -hmm. I think I feel comfortable saying that for now. Where, you know, Danny says, this happens every month. Sophie is like, all right, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Says some stuff about needing tampons. And then we go into Lizzo's Better in Color from the trailer. And Finley... Comma Sarah, Sarah Finley, Sarah Finley, <laughs> Finley who goes by Finley, um, played by Jacqueline Taboni, is sneaking out of a house after a hookup. I imagine a very beautiful house. Yes. So excited to watch Gen Q also live in places that are massive and beautiful. Yeah, it's inexplicably even more so than the original. Is definitely like a bit of a fantasy. Well, maybe they're no. It's more. It's like everyone is everyone is rich yeah. and, or around rich people. Yes, all the time. You know what living in LA is like. Sure. Um, and then, but Finley's car won't start. So she steals a bike. And that's how we know that Finley is going to be like the fuck up of the season, yes. right? Yeah. We get the sense that she's going to be getting into hijinks, yes. especially compared to our tender, like living together couple. Yeah. Having morning sex. Um, and then we see the Sunset Junction sign that's like, this isn't the old L word. This is the new L word. We're on the east side of LA. This isn't West Hollywood. My, my notes say, oh, we're in Echo Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's all these like swooping aerial shots. And then it like reveals downtown. Also, something I thought was funny is it zooms in the camera shots zoom on Hyperion Ave and Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. street signs. And mm-hmm. having watched the original L word, I kept being like, what street is that? What street? And they they never show street signs. Yeah. So it's very interesting that they like really wanted to anchor this. Well, it's there. sort of great because like it, the original L word was, I mean, not exteriors, but interiors were shot in Vancouver. Right. And like this feels so much more placed in Los Angeles yeah. in a way that I really love. Yeah. But they really, really want you to know. Yes. That we are on Sunset Boulevard. We are in Echo yes. Park. I want them to show... I mean, there's a street in Los Feliz called Finley. And every time I've driven by it in the last whatever weeks, I'm always just like, I wonder if Marge Lewis Ryan was driving around and was like, Los Feliz and was like, that's the name of my character. What should I call that lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> so then we meet Micah, who's played by Leo Shang. Um, and he's on the phone with a student and is like, no, I'm not going to call your parents. We don't do that in college, which I thought was adorable and hilarious. Very sweet. Um, so he's teaching Yes. Something. Yes. Anyway, Finley continues biking. Yeah. So before we meet Micah, before the like final aerial shot of that turns into downtown, like Finley flips off the guy and says, time's up, jackass. Yeah. Oh, because he catcalls her. Yes. That's all. I don't think I have anything to say. We've seen it in the trailer. Everyone's seen it in the trailer a million times. Um, Okay. Keep track of all these characters. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. So then Finley walking up to Micah and Danny and Sophie's house. So Micah, Danny, and Sophie live together. And Finley's arriving in the morning and sees Jose, who's moving in, and, like, drags Micah up the stairs and is like, there's a hot man! Um, And, like, barges into Danny and Sophie naked. Yeah. Bursts into Danny and Sophie's room. They're still naked. I want to say that I think that's a very accurate depiction of queer friendship and life as someone who has had... I used to work with a guy whose roommate I then hooked up with. And yeah. he one time walked, just walked right into the room and was like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, wait, we, we work together and I'm naked under here. But I thought it was very sweet and yeah. like just a fun touch. Yeah. I mean, I live with four people and I have definitely, not maybe not seen all of them naked, but I've definitely seen quite a few of them naked. Yeah. And it's just how it goes, That's you know, just, just the way that we live. You, yeah, this, yeah. this is the way that we live. Yeah. Um, so Finley drags 
Micah over to the window. They look out at Jose, who is moving boxes, mm-hmm. looking handsome. Yes. And like um, Finley's being very aggressive and like very good wingman friend. Yes. But like so, maybe too much. <laughs> so Finley yells out the window to him and is like, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. I don't live here. Yeah. I'll come down later to hang out. Yeah. Which is it's hilarious. very funny. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to get her into shenanigans. She just kind of talks, it seems, yeah. to anyone and does anything yeah. that she thinks sounds fun. Um, then there's some banter about like Sophie says to Danny like, oh, like he'll probably propose before you do. Oh, right. And so because... then there's like some, there's like some like, oh, we establish that. Because then Micah also confronts uh, Danny yeah. about being like, you know, when are you going to do it? So, yeah. So Finley says to Micah, that could be your future husband. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like yeah. you said, Sophie is like, oh, he'll probably propose before you do to Danny. Yeah. So we get the sense that something is, that's been a conversation topic Which, for a while. I don't know. I'm always so in. How old are they? <laughs> I don't know. This is worth getting into, I think. Because Micah is, I thought he was a TA, but he is an adjunct professor. And then Danny says that she did her under, later we learned that yeah. she did undergrad and graduate studies. Yeah. So like. They're not really generation Q, <laughs> are like, they? <laughs> They're like they're like late twenties because like I know that Leo's twenty three, right? And so I don't and I think know how he's old. on the younger end. I yeah. think they're probably like twenty six. I don't know how old like the characters characters are, and I don't know how long Danny and Sophie have been together though, because like that's also a thing. Like if if they've been together for years and years and years and years, then like maybe marriage would be more of a thing. Right. I also don't know like why is Danny doing the proposing. I had the same thought. Yeah. Like it is very clear that. Danny is the one to propose, which yeah. I thought was interesting because it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no rules in no, there doesn't we are have proposing, I guess. Unless, unless, I don't know. I made up a whole backstory. This is what I, I have. A, I have a whole <laughs> thing of like, they've been talking about it for a long time. Danny wants to propose. Yeah. It's been decided that they're going to let her do it, but she has not gotten around to it, which doesn't really scan. Like, I think what I'm learning, both with the old L word and now with the L word generation Q, is that. I just, you know, I can come up with a lot of excuses for things that like don't fully make sense or like convenient for plot. And I'm like, oh, it's this whole backstory that I created in my head. So, you know. And that's what great television does for you. Yep. Um, okay. Then the next note in my phone is just all caps, bet fucking quarter. <laughs> She's back. She is. So we're now in Bet's house, which has gotten a crazy upgrade, it looks like. Um, and she is getting ready for her day with her daughter, Angie, played by Jordan Hull. And, you know, her daughter is, like, listening to music and... Well, so, like, Bet calls, like, Bet like, like, calls upstairs to Angie and Angie's, like, a little bit distracted because she's texting someone named Jordy. And Jordy's saying, you better not bail. And Bet's like, do you want breakfast? Do you want breakfast? But, like, Angie's like, I'm trying to craft the perfect text to Jordy. So leave me alone. It's very realistic texting. Yeah, yeah. I love how TV shows incorporate texting. And this one actually looked like a person texting, which is very rare. Also, Angie has a blue streak in her hair. Very cool. To prove that she is a cool teen. She's a cool kid. Yes. Um, I'm surprised that Bet let that blue streak fly. Bet's all about free expression, right? (laughs) Well, on her own terms. (laughs) Um, But but so then like Angie like leaves, slams the door, but then opens back up and is like, I love you back or like because like Bet had said I love you. It was like it's cute. They're it's like cute. a really cute they have mother a, like, daughter. Yeah. It's very clear that they have a routine of yeah. goodbyes and I love yous and yeah. the whole thing. And I kind of at first 
was nervous for Bet and Angie's relationship when the daughter like storms out yeah. and Bet keeps yelling like Angie. Mm-hmm. And then she pops back up and is like, no, just kidding. Yeah. I love you. And I thought that was a sweet touch. Yeah. We can get into this later in the episode, but like, I, I just, I really love their relationship. Yeah. I think they're very, really well. They're very cute. And next um, we see Alice. Oh, Alice. <laughs> I love her so much. She is cooking breakfast. Yes. Um, for two children. Yes. She says, where the fuck does your mom keep the good spatula <laughs> to these children? Um, I don't know how old they are. They're like, I don't know, like child age. They're you know? like, yeah, like maybe 12 and 10, maybe that's, 10 and eight, something right. in yeah. there. Stephanie Allen plays Nat, Nat, who is Alice's girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. and to, they live together. Yeah. Can I just say that it is insane that Tignataro like fell in love with like a supposedly straight girl. And not only is she not straight, but now she's a cast member on the L word. That is like, like, obviously I do not recommend falling for straight people. That is like a really just like beginner queer thing. Don't do it. But the idea of doing that and then that happening is amazing. It's a real, yeah. It's like a real success story. Yeah, (laughs) I guess when you're Tignataro, it's like, that's how you can do that. But, and also it's Stephanie Allen. She's so good in this. She's great. She's very funny. So Stephanie Allen comes in with the like attitude of someone who has mothered two children is like the spatula is in the sink. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids don't seem to like Alice very no. much. Um, they're less than impressed by her breakfast, which is like just scrambled eggs. So it's fine. Like fine to not be that impressed. Wow. <laughs> um, but Nat tries to do the thing of like, she says, kids, Alice made you breakfast. Yeah. Isn't it so sweet? And the kids are like, sure, I guess. Yeah. They, it is worth noting, don't touch their breakfast <laughs> at all during this scene. The food goes n- in no mouth. Love a uh, character choice that also is easier for production. <laughs> <laughs> then Gigi shows up, played by Sapita Moafi. Um, <laughs> uh, Reese just shouted from across the living room, she's so hot. And I concur. Um, and uh, like, Nat's really upset because it's like, oh, it's not like she can't just like walk into the house and like play mom when like they're trying to make Alice like part of the family. But like Alice doesn't seem to care that much. Alice doesn't seem to want to be a mom very much, which scans. Um, But yeah, so there's the, you know, tension of Gigi coming in being like, I'm going to take the kids to school. And that is like, it's Alice's day to take the kids to school. They share calendars, which is all very gay Mm -hmm. parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alice is like, honestly, let Gigi take the kids to school. It's fine. But Nat wants to put her foot down. Mm -hmm. The kids do eventually leave with Gigi. Yeah. And once again, not having eaten any breakfast. Also, also Nat's like, did she say that? Like, we have to do the window thing. I just know that Alice goes (laughs) like, we'll do the window thing. And it's just like them waving through the window. And they follow, like they walk the whole length of the window. And Alice is like, keep, I, in my head, these are Alicia Haley, like ad libs. She's like, oh, they're still there. We're still doing it. Oh, it's we're going. Amazing. <laughs> it's I like, so good. I love Leisha Haley so much and I love Alice so much, but on the original L word, I feel like Alice was responsible for a lot of the things that um, we might call problematic. I would maybe instead use the words transphobic and racist. Um, sure. And it's like, was such, it's such like a conflicting thing for me because she's like, other than that, my favorite character. And like, I think there's an argument for her being like objectively the best character. And Leisha Haley's just so funny and so good. And this whole episode, I was just like, oh my God, we get Alice, but she's like 10 years older, hotter, and not 
transphobic and racist yet. Like, that's hopefully never. The 2019 aesthetic just looks incredible on Alice right now. (laughs) She looks great in this whole episode. She wears multiple jumpsuits. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, So the kids leave. Mm -hmm. Alice, you know, Alice and Matt have a conversation. Matt's like... A little bit. A little bit. Matt, yeah, Matt tries to, like, complain about Gigi barging in. And Alice doesn't really want to know. Yeah, about and then Nat's like, "Can you please commiserate instead of rationalize?" And Alice's like, "Can you not do therapy speak? Um, can you please commiserate and not rationalize?" Is a line that I'm incorporating into my <laughs> right. like let me, repertoire. Let me know how that works immediately. <laughs> um, so then, this is a very small detail, but I have not stopped thinking about it since it happened. Um, since I watched it, mm-hmm. uh, Alice says to Nat, "When do you have to leave for work?" And Nat does not look at a clock, doesn't look at a watch, <laughs> says in seven minutes. They've had a whole scene. She's been in, like, there is no way to know how. I can't make okay. it make sense. I feel like that's totally something that I would say because I would be like, okay, I knew that I had to leave in like in 15 minutes and I'm going to estimate that it's been like three minutes, but I'm going to round. I feel like, I feel like maybe I'm admitting that seven Nat and I are similar type A personalities where she was like, seven is what I feel very safely, like safe to say. Seven is too specific. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. Once again, I am justified. But they said, they say, Nat says she has to leave in seven minutes. Alice yeah. asks if she wants to try to have sex in six. If we yes. see, Let's see if we can do it in six. Yes. Um, they do. Yeah. There's a stuffed cow that moves during it. Right. Um, so you know that this there is a house with children. kids in yes. the house. <laughs> yes. And then... Cut to Shane getting off of a private jet. You know you know the shot of Shane getting off the private jet. Shane, it seems in 10 years, perhaps has not changed very much because the flight attendant says, I look forward to seeing much more of you mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. And we cut to... Them seeing much more of each other. Well, actually, we cut to Shane saying much more of the flight attendant. Shane remains fully, fully clothed, clothed while fucking this flight attendant on her kitchen counter. Who is fully naked. Fully like, naked. It wasn't like, oh, we're doing a, no. a quick no. keeping our clothes on yeah. thing. They're like... It's a choice. Yeah. Not a choice I um, mind. Yeah, in an empty house on the kitchen counter. I was like, her butt is so cold right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not... But like, if you're with Shane, it doesn't. your butt can be cold. You can deal with that. That's all we get from Shane yeah. right now. We yeah. Not a lot. No. Um, but she's she's back and it's she's up to her Shane old tricks. <laughs> yeah. And so then Finley and Sophie are riding around on a golf cart. Mm-hmm. At, on a studio lot. Yeah. Um, for Alice, the yes. talk show. Yes. Finley name drops a real bar in Los Angeles, oh. Black. Oh, so if you're the bartender at Black <laughs> who finally broke up with your boyfriend and then had sex with Finley, um, she stole your bike. So, <laughs> And she does not plan on giving it back. No, which is oh crazy. My God. <laughs> okay, we'll get... We're we're moving through, but well, cause, yeah, because yeah, so, like, Finley's like, I only had I only had gas to get to the east side. So then this morning my car didn't start, so I had to take her bike. And and she says she's like proud of herself. She's like, so I had to take her bike, but look, we're here on time for work. And Sophie kind of without even looking at her or breaking stride says, Your shirt's on backwards, really which I thought was very good. Yeah. It's also like she made a note to go to like I guess they carpool, but it still is like if she was really running late, she could have just gone straight to work. Um, I think it's like this moment um would have been a really good opportunity for like Finley to be like, you know, I was like 
I was like really low on gas and I don't have money to get gas until get, payday tomorrow. I get paid tomorrow yeah, like and I like, meant like, yeah, I was going to go to the gas station this morning when I got paid or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, then, and being like, but I really wanted to hook up with the bartender from black. And like, like there's just like, like a little thing like that would just like, first of all, it makes no sense. Cause we find out later she lives in Koreatown. So like to go to the East far. side, like, like she's been, she's been riding on empty <laughs> for like a week now, yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. Um, um, but the whole scene's really fun and it's, it's and like, yeah. Sophie says, you have to give her her bike back. And Finley says, I can't. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> When's she going to get her car? Like, what is what is the process that <laughs> yeah. she has in mind? I don't think she thinks through a lot. And it's just all part of Finley Commissaire's fun, you know? She's just running around yeah. having things happen. Yeah. Sure. Um, um, and then we get to see Finley and Alice interact. Like, so Finley's a PA and Sophie's a producer. Yes. Gonna, like going to... Uh, assistant producer like or an, head yeah producer? like an, I don't know I think like, like an associate I think she's like producer. mid yeah. mid-level she's like kind of in charge she's like helping book yeah. talent yeah so she has a, a more senior role and I my kind of backstory for them I'm sure maybe we'll find out maybe we won't is that like Sophie has gotten Finley this PA job you I know like she's kind of in a position enough to be like my yeah. friend needs work she'll be yeah. good at this yeah she's, um she's gay Finley shows Alice some mugs mm -hmm. says what we're all thinking, which is that they could be mouth lips or vagina lips. Yeah. No one knows anymore <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Alice is just like, you know, making choices in a new jumpsuit different yes. from the one she was wearing in the morning. We're so lucky. Um, we're blessed, honestly. <laughs> and then Shane walks in and then Shane comes in. And honestly, I kind of got worked up. Like I was like yeah. a little emotional. Um, it's very sweet to see them reunite. Yeah. Alice says, is this really real? Like, are you really living in LA again? Um, Shane says, yes. That's really sweet. They're going to go to breakfast. Yes. So. And then we go to that so breakfast. So we go to breakfast. And it's, and it's so, God, it's just like everything that's good about the L word. Like, it's just, it's just Bet and Alice and Shane at breakfast. We like get some backstory. Are they eating in a greenhouse? <laughs> Um, I think the, I know what that restaurant I is. I think I have been to that restaurant also, but I couldn't I think my sister quite brought place me there it. But once. it is really looks they're eating in a greenhouse it's so, so <laughs> massive and glass yeah yes we do get we get caught up on our like original so, cast members like so shane it has money because she had all these salons but she sold all her salons and they're like uh oh um and alice is like oh i'm gonna uh, like they like talk about whether like shane is like set up her furniture and stuff and alice is like oh, like, I'm gonna go, I'll send Finley over to, like, do that. And I was like... Blatant disregard for Finley's actual job. It's, it's so realistic <laughs> yeah. and painful. And also, like, never when someone... I've I've PA'd once or twice in my time. And never when I've been sent on inappropriate tasks have I gotten to meet Kate Maddox. Yeah. So it's just, like, a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, to be the PA who got sent <laughs> yeah. to Shane's house to build her a bed. Um, And then there's just, like, so much bantering, like... Shane being like to Bet, like, don't look at me like that. And Bet's like, I can look at you anyway. I want to look at you. Um, and then, like, they argue about who missed each other more, yeah. which is sweet. And Bet says, it is a contest and I, or it is a competition and I'm winning, yeah. which, you know, as we know or we love her. That's and then, like, Alice is like, I'm parenting Shane. It's a whole thing. And then, like, Bet's like, you should get Lincoln logs instead of Legos because you won't step on them as much. And then Shane makes a comment about Alice's mom. Again, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So we find out that Alice's mom is living in. They say like Alice's mom is living in Alice's yeah. house right now. Yeah. Um, and Shane, in like a deep, sultry voice, is like, "And how is Lenore?" <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, and Alice, rightly so, is like, "I can't believe you still want to fuck my mom." <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, 
That Alice. takes a phone call? Oh, yes. Um, but first, I just want to talk about Alice's big clear glasses. I want Alice's to talk about all of Alice's glasses. glasses. Like I said, this 2019 aesthetic is very fun. I'm just, I'm, I'm just so painfully attracted to Alicia Haley. Yeah. It's gonna, it, yeah, it hurts. It does hurt. Um, so Bette takes a phone call. She's like, it's not really a good time. I'm at breakfast. <laughs> and with the derision of people who, like, with the derision that can only be summed up by people who watch the original L word, it feels like Shane and Alice go, Tina. It's oh my god. Simultaneously. I also think that that this episode has like a really good balance of like fan service but not too much. Like yeah. it's it's definitely like establishing itself as its own thing, but then there are these moments that they're that done in this way that's really natural and yeah. are done like oh yeah, like Tina and Beth are still co-parenting, like it makes sense that they'd have these interactions and so it's just like a really fun I don't know. I think it's yeah. I think it's handling that really well. Yeah, like this show you can watch, I think, without having watched the L word and totally be caught up, but it's fun to watch as someone who watched the original L word because they have all these moments totally. where it's like, oh, right, like all that stuff did happen. Totally. Um, and so then we go to Angie walking through private school looking very cool. And then we like see her in class and the teachers like asking about race and Don Quixote and they're like the camera moves around and you like see that like every one of Angie's classmates is white. Yeah. Maybe not everyone. I don't want to make that claim. But most of them, (laughs) um, she goes to, you know, probably a very fancy LA private school. Mm -hmm. Um, then principal or some man of authority comes in and is like, Angie, can you come with me? She's like, sure. She gets all of her stuff. She walks out. Oh, also, sorry. Um, this is very important. Angie has rainbow converse. Yes. That is a very important detail. Sorry, continue. Yes. So they walk out and the man is like, let's call him the principal. Yeah. The principal is like, you know, I'm so sorry your grandma is sick. And he really gets too personal with yeah. a teenager and yeah. is like, my grandma died much younger than when I was much younger than you. And I felt like, and it is like starting to get and Angie's kind of not really connecting. And then a car is speeding <laughs> towards this school. Um, and Angie goes, that's her. That's my cousin. And it's not a great lie. Um, and she's like, okay, bye. And runs off to leave this man like wallowing in memories of his dead grandmother, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Um, and then she gets in the car and it's Jordy who is played by Sophie Jana Moore, um, who is trans and looks so cool and has like a nose ring and they're like dancing in the car and she like gives Angie a vape. And I just, like, love that, like, this is the year of, like, introducing this, like, trope of, like, the teenage, like, manic pixie trans girl. It's, like, you know, would I, would I like a little bit more trans woman representation on this show? I would. I, I really, <laughs> really, really would. And um, I think this might be a point that comes up a lot because it's something that I would really, really like. Um, but I do like that, like, Jordy's, like, the fucking coolest. Yeah, she's, like... <laughs> badass she just she whips her car into the parking lot immediately is like do you want to smoke and yeah. is like i can see very clearly how you'd get wrapped up in yeah. a girl like this is that who you would have like in high school is that the kind of person you were crushing no on? no i was so painfully straight in high school that i dated um the quarterback of my high school football oh team my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. uh who i thought i would someday marry if you can believe it uh, so no, but I, I do think that I would have been like, again, very taken by, like, yeah. I think that, I think that Jordy is a person who in high school, I would have spent a lot of time talking to my friend group about and my friend yeah. group would be like, we're, why we're not friends with her. Like what is, and it would just be because I thought she was so cool and like yeah. wanted to be around her, but I didn't know what that meant yet. Yeah. She was definitely 
from like that's who I that's your... like when I think about like the person who I spent two years like crushing on in my first kiss and whatever I'm like oh definitely fits into like <laughs> like obviously like like they're more of a developed person so far than than Jordy is like we'll sure. see what happens with Jordy um but totally the same type love love a love a rebellious teen. <laughs> So while the teens are off to be rebellious, <laughs> Bet is talking to Tina about how oh Angie's four AP classes and being in the school play mm-hmm. is not too much. And if Angie starts to fall behind, they'll get her a tutor because she's super smart. So yeah. we're totally so fine. So yeah. there's a good juxtaposition. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, and honestly, good on Angie for keeping up with all that stuff and cutting school. I felt yeah. proud of our cool teen. I, I, Angie's a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing great out there. Yeah. Um, then Bet's in her campaign office, and like there's a it's like a picture of her face on the wall, and it's very great. And, she's like approving graphics yeah. and um, getting and she's her speeches. Talking to Pierce, who's like her campaign manager, maybe or just like works for some the campaign. like right hand um, person, it seems. And he's played by Brian Michael Smith, who's great. I, like uh, I first saw him on Queen Sugar, and he's a really great actor. Um, she's like you know checking things off. She gets handed a speech by a short haired butch character who I wish we'd see more of. We probably won't. Um, She's on her way to a full day of donor meetings. Mm -hmm. And she's meeting with uh, Rodolfo Nunez, who is Danny's dad. But then Danny takes the meeting. Yeah. So she goes. Yeah. So they're going to do this meeting and we see Danny being told by someone who also works at her dad's company that her dad can't take the meeting. So Danny has to do it. And Danny's like, okay, brief me then. Yeah. And the person is like, Bet Porter is, you know, the first openly gay candidate. Um, we find out that Bet is trailing some other, another candidate a little bit, but that she's expected to close the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so, da- yeah, so Danny goes into the meeting, yeah. introduces herself, says yeah. that she's sorry her dad won't be able to take the meeting. Bet's like, you work for your dad. And yeah. Danny's like, well, yeah, but I also studied at Stanford, did grad school at USC. Um, She's their director of communications, which is an interesting person to put in like a meeting if you're deciding a financial matter, but fine. Okay. (laughs) You get the sense kind of that she's like her dad's right hand. Like she's the next, you know, person Um, in line. And then we like leave that scene for a bit for like Alice, like at her, like the, I guess like a pitch meeting sort of. And Alice says, I did vaginal rejuvenation in 04. Have vaginas changed since then? Which is another like fun callback. Yeah. I want to say vaginas have probably not changed, but I do think the way we we think about vaginas is actually different than 04. Sure. So there might be more content to mine for Alice. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. It's a fair point. Um, they're brainstorming who they can get in. It becomes clear that Alice like wants to go more progressive yeah. on her talk show. Like she wants to bring in like queer people and yeah. people who are politically minded and she says, like her beloved Roxanne Gay. And Sophie pitches getting Kamala Harris. Yeah. Alice is like, great. If you can do that, yeah. let's do it. Alice is like, I can't wait to ask her real and inappropriate questions. Which I get the sense is how Alice like thinks of her TV show. Like her yeah. whole ethos is like, this is a place where I get to ask you hard hitting, but also inappropriate questions. That's like right. that's her whole yeah. Um, excitement about that. Yeah. So then we go back to the the Bet and Danny scene. Um, also during this, sorry, during this yeah. thing where Sophie is pitching Kamala, I thought she was going to pitch Bet. Like I was waiting for her to pull yeah. out the picture yeah. of Bet Porter and be like, she's running for mayor and Alice yeah. to be like, that's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Kamala Harris. Um, so we're back in the meeting. Bet 
is asking Danny where the money would come from mm-hmm. if they did donate to her. And Danny kind of hedges a little bit, like mm-hmm. does a very communications-y yeah. um, thing, which is like, we have a rich portfolio. We, you know, yeah. bet, of course, presses. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the bottom of it, which is that they have money coming from the pharmaceutical industry mm-hmm. and bet puts her foot down mm-hmm. immediately. She's like, I'm not buying what you're selling. She says, I'm not buying what you're selling. And she says basically like people like you are contributing to the worst opioid crises in history. And like, yeah. I won't take money from people who yeah. just like, how do you sleep at night? I, she says, I think I just have one question. <laughs> yes. How do you sleep at night? How the hell do you sleep at night? Yeah. Wow. Um, so she's really laying into this person she's known for 30 it's, seconds. Okay. So like one of my, all-time favorite scenes in the original L Word is when Bet testifies to, like, the Senate committee. And I feel like that's what this entire, like, show, like, her entire character now is just constantly that scene yeah. over and over again. And it's, I'm so, I'm You're so You're ready thrilled. for it. I'm yeah. So, happy. <laughs> um, so they leave the meeting. Bet kind of lays into Pierce a little bit for mm. having set up the meeting. Mm-hmm. She says she doesn't want any money from Big Pharma. She's never going to take it. He says quote, I know you have some sensitivity around the issue, which does not sound like A, an appropriate thing to say to your boss, but also B, sounds like there's some backstory that we're Mm going to get. And Bet says the meeting never happened. He's like, agreed, the meeting never happened. Mm -hmm. Right after that, Danny goes to her dad. She's like, you have to prep me better for these meetings if I'm going to take them. That woman made me feel like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Don't take it too personally, Danny. Like, Bet can make anyone feel like an idiot. I don't think that's like a, a fault of your prep. And he says, we have something bigger to think about. An employee of ours, son, just overdosed, and you have to prep him for the eventual, like, news Mm -hmm. circus. Yeah. So she, like, sits down with that employee and is, like, fully, like, giving him the whole, like, you know, I don't know, being like, this isn't, don't let, don't let them turn your son into a statistic. Like, this is about, like, he was a person. Like, talk about how he was a person. Like, just, like, fully laying in and also... Like, I know this is a scene where it's like Danny is bad, but it's complicated um, for the horny among us by what she's wearing. Yeah, she has a really great suit on. Um, and she, I my notes say a great dyke suit and a great dyke sit because mm-hmm. um, she comes in in this gray like power suit mm-hmm. and then sits, you know, the sit like kind of wide legged, like elbows <laughs> on knees to prep this man. I do know this. Um, and it's very... It was very good. I was like, that's some yeah. good character work. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. I like this like Satan vibe. Yeah. I would like fall for this. Yeah. So she is evil, but hot, it mm-hmm. seems. Mm-hmm. Or she's a cog in an evil machine yes, and hot. Yes. <laughs> Those are the important things. Yes. And then Ben and Pierce watch. So then we like watch um, the, the man who she coached like on TV, like giving the whole spiel. And Beth's like, too bad she works for the wrong side. She's like good. she's really good at this. Um, as always in TV, just floored by the rapidity of all of these things happening back to back to back. Like this happens within the span of one hour. Sure. <laughs> um, you gotta love the world of TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, Danny's dad says he's proud of her, but she looks sad. Yes. She, um, she seems. She is thinking about. She seems how to the have taken. Yeah, she seems to have taken Bet's uh talk to heart a little bit. It yeah. Seems to have shaken her. At her core. Okay. Then we go to Micah, 
who's trying to show off to Jose and like grabs two, like is like helping him move stuff and like grabs two chairs. And Jose's like, are you sure you can like handle both of those? And Michael's like, yeah. Yeah, I got sure. it. It's fine. I'm great. I'm strong. And who among us hasn't done something like that to impress someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that yeah. insane thing. Yeah. Um, and then Jose, I mean, it's interesting because when Finley like first sees Jose, she just like fully assumes that he's gay. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. I guess like I always assume people are gay. But I did note that like Jose talk like refers to his ex and uses like he pronouns. And I was like, that's I I've definitely used that. Like that's definitely like a like a way to like slip that in or like to like catch and be like, yeah. oh, that person was talking about their ex and they use these pronouns. I guess this person might be queer. Yeah. Yeah. So he's carrying his furniture mm-hmm. in and they're like, he's, you know, they have the whole thing. Can you handle it? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And he puts a chair through the glass. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. It's a little bit charming, I it's think. It's so charming. Um, and Jose says it's fine because he's the building manager yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He's like gonna, he's the person to go to for your fixes anyway. Yeah. So that's totally fine. He says, if you need someone to break anything else, you know where I live. And then he asks Jose to get dinner and Jose is like, yeah, where are you all going? And like to Micah's credit, like he's like, well, I don't know about them. Like we could also just get dinner. And like, like, wow. Like yeah. I was like, good job, Micah. Like yeah. way to have confidence and way to like be clear and like open, honest communication with your new crush. I was very, especially after shattering his window, it would have been so easy to be like, oh gosh, now I have to get all of my friends. Like, we're just going to do a group thing. Yeah. And instead he was like, no. I mean, asking him out after breaking the window at all is impressive. <laughs> yeah. I like want to like capture some of this energy. Yeah. And Jose seems into it. He's yeah. like, yeah, let's do dinner. Let's yeah. let's go for it. Yeah. So excited about what could happen there. Totally. Um, back on the set of Alice, uh, we find out that Kamala has said no mm-hmm. to the Alice show. She doesn't want to do this kind of show. Um, Feels like a pointed, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel this is a problem we're going to run into over the course of the season that um, Alice is flailing against what kind of show she's mm, running. Yeah. But like the marketing for Alice is like daytime talk show, like mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. So maybe she has to have some talks with some other people. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just something to consider. I think like anyone would be lucky to be on Alice though, you know? Right. Um, in every sense. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, of course. I was like, I just kept writing down what people were wearing because I just loved, I mean, it's like one of the best parts of like, the original L word and it's like, they're really matching it. There's so many high-waisted pants. Sophie's wearing these like really great gray high-waisted pants. Alice is in a yellow jumpsuit. That yellow jumpsuit. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a long time. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd seen more of the printed jumpsuit that she was wearing when she was cooking breakfast too. It was yeah. so good. Um, but Alice is upset with Sophie because yeah. Kamala said no. Don't make promises that you can't, or like don't like promise yeah, guests. Yeah, don't over that, promise yeah, yeah. or what, something like that. And it's like, fine, whatever. Like, it's such a like thing that your boss who you like would say to you and you're like, we have this like really great rapport and it's Alice. And then it's like, oh, but then she's got like, when she's upset, she's gonna she's, like, it still becomes like my problem. Yeah. It rang very true to me. Alice as this boss, both like sending Finley to Shane's like, this interaction i'm just like i know you yeah that like, she's like a so, very good yeah. talent boss yeah, yeah, yeah for sure okay so then we go to shane's yeah where finley is um building shane's furniture yeah finishing with the bed I mean. um shane walks in and sees like the boxes outside yeah. and it's like a bed and a couch and yeah. some other stuff which like 
they're all so rich that they're sending each other furniture. Also, they were like, we kind of in like their banter, I thought was very funny when Bet was like, we should send a bed to her. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And she was like, I can do it. And Bet was like, but you won't. So yeah. and I was like, Shane just won't buy a bed <laughs> ever. Know, like, that's what I was what is she going like, to do? <laughs> I will admit that when um, I moved to LA, I, it took a really long, cause I was immediately started working and I like wasn't ever home when a bed could get dropped off. And it was the most miserable month of my life. And it kept ordering beds. They weren't getting a- arrived. But here's the difference is that, um, I was the PA right? and I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> so I don't know how Shane is like not like is sleeping. Well, the, has she, has it been a night? Is it? No, she's only been there one day, but like yeah. the idea of you won't buy a bed, like <laughs> what does that mean? It means that she's going through a divorce. Yeah. Oh, sure. we, because we she's started and it. she's like punching a punching bag and it's like, okay. Very, so yeah. yeah. So she goes in, she's like moodily punching a punching yeah. bag. Um, I've never seen anyone in a TV show punch a punching bag like excitedly. It's always like very grim. Yeah. It's um, never like, I'm getting my workout. Yeah, it's like, ooh, fun. No, it's always like, I'm getting my shit out right now. Yeah. And so then um, she tries to pay Finley and Finley's like, oh no, this is part of my job, which no, it isn't. But take, and then also like Finley didn't have enough, didn't fill her gas tank, like take, take the, the money. money. And then, and then Shane like offers a tip and she also turns that down. But it's like, I take a beer, which I will say, like, I think. I don't know. I probably wouldn't take money either. Like you want to, I think like you, you're trying to put a certain energy out there, but I love that she still asks for a beer. And then she's also like, and I can build other stuff for you whenever you want. I'm like a traditional lesbian when it comes to tools. So, Finley's great. It's just I, like so eager. Yeah. Jacqueline Taboni's doing a really amazing job. Like it's just like, like every other line she says, I'm like laughing. Yeah. So finally Finley kind of gets Shane to pay attention to mm-hmm. her. She like cracks a beer open. Mm-hmm. They chat. She says the line, this is what I thought living in LA would be like, Mm -hmm. which I actually from the trailer thought was going to be after some like queer, like, I don't know, like some like hookup or something. And it's just that she's sitting on Shane's gorgeous porch, like looking out at LA. Yeah. Um, She says that she lives in Koreatown with like four roommates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Also, she's from Missouri, which is where I'm from. Um, there's a lot in this episode for me as a Stanford grad from Missouri. Wow. Yeah. Who is gay? Crazy. Oh my God. You're gay? Uh, it was made for me. <laughs> um, so that is in my notes because I thought, I personally thought it was interesting. No one else will. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, Shane's like, oh, well, if you ever like need some extra space, like I have extra bedrooms. And Finley's like, oh, I'm your roommate oh, now? Oh, now <laughs> I live here. This is mine. This is my house. <laughs> and Shane's like totally not paying attention. Um, because she's receiving texts that say, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Next text, I miss you. Mm-hmm. Next text, that's all. Which I think... From Kiara. From Kiara. Um, I wrote, nailed the text. Like that as an X text, the that's all really hurt. Like I've no. gotten, I've sent a that's all text. I've gotten a that's all text. Like, you know, insert emotion here and then that's all. So, so as to lighten the blow. God. Bad, it's, but... yeah. Okay, and also, like, we were saying, or, like, like that, so, when Shane, like, fucks the flight attendant, it's, like, same old Shane, but Shane's been married. Yeah. So, like, someone, and she didn't leave that person at the altar, so, like, there is... <laughs> they were they, married. They got married, yeah, so, so that's interesting, and I'm excited to, like, sort of discover, like, now she's back into, like, reckless Shane mode, but I'm excited to see, like... What has happened yeah. and how it's going to transpire. Yeah. yeah, so Finley asks who the texts are from. Shane says, my wife... I gasped. I paused, you know. Yeah. Um, but now and now we'll see. Yeah. What what's in store for these two? And it, you know, Finley is like the Shane of this 
sort of era. She's a different character. Yeah. She's not like the broody sort of yeah. like aloof thing that Shane had. But in her in her dealings with people, it seems like she's going to sure. be. I don't know. Kind it's of funny because like I really thought that from the trailer, I was like, oh, this is. I was actually like sort of annoyed. Mm. Like I was like, oh, this is like going to be like the protagonist of the show and she's going to be like all like Shane like and this is just it just felt sort of like I don't know and watching this episode and as subsequent trailers but like watching this episode especially I was like oh she's like a full person and in a lot of ways like is very Alice like in that in like her sense of humor and um I don't know like you're not wrong she's definitely like the Shane in that sense of it and but like it also I like that they're not trying to and really none of the new characters none of them are like oh it's one to one yeah Yeah, it's like it's no one is like the Dana it's like they're all their own people and it's really it's really um um so so I don't know I I just like that she is sort of the yeah an updated yes real person real character but like Shane prototype totally like and that they are now, they've found each other. Shane yeah. loves to take in strays, as yes. we know. She's taken in one. Yes. First day back in LA, I she's know. already got someone new living in her house. Um, they've, you know, yeah. met up and They're I'm a really glad. good pair, yeah. Um, back at Nunez Corporation, yeah. I don't remember the name <laughs> of that place, but back there, um, I really do think it's like Nunez Inc. Like it's like, like <laughs> Danny's dad tells her that because of how great she coached the man through his son's death, uh, yeah, it's bleak. Yeah. She is going to get promoted yes. um, to senior vice president, which is a crazy promotion, <laughs> um, but okay. And he says that he'll take her out to dinner. She says, great, can Sophie come? So he's like, who? Which is tough. Uh, and then she kind of balks and he's like, I'm just kidding. Like, of course you can bring her, your friend. Yes. Danny says, dad, you know, she's more than that. Um, and he's like, yeah, bring her. I'm, I'm bummed about what I think. And I don't know if that mm-hmm. this is where this is going to go, but I'm pretty bummed about where I think he stands on their relationship. Um, although the line from Micah early on when they're talking about early in the episode, when they're talking about proposing and he says like, your dad's never going to think Sophie is good enough for you is a little different because I thought, let me explain. I thought that they were doing a thing of like, she's Hispanic and that's not like being gay is not accepted in that culture. And that is just like a storyline I've seen so many times and I'm just bored by it. There's so many other versions of it to do. There's so many different like Mm -hmm. ways that coming out in a Latino family happens. And I just like, oh, I'll be very bummed out. But it seems maybe like it's something about Sophie, which mm. is interesting. Yeah. Um, the the line from Micah and like sort of this like who, like that kind of thing yeah. makes it seem less like it's because Sophie's a woman and maybe might be about Sophie. So I'm interested yeah. to see how it plays out, but I will be really bummed if it's like, you know, the Cali Torres, Carmen, uh, Santana, like yeah. all, I just can't do it again. Yeah. I'm bored. Totally. She gets in the car and she like, I said that she watches the father of the dead boy and contemplates. And like, there's definitely like a moment where it's like Danny's thinking. Yeah. And then she listens to a really nice voicemail. A really from sweet Sophie. voicemail from Sophie. And Sophie's like, I love you, but you know that. Like, she's talking about getting them food. Like, yeah. I love them They're together. I'm a- <laughs> I, I usually want couples 
I don't, again, I don't know what I'm revealing about myself. I usually want like initial couples to like, break up. Sure. Like, especially like on TV. Yeah. In life. Um, and so um, I'm just we like, hear. this will be more interesting, whatever, whatever. But then, but I, I don't want them to break I up. I know. I don't want anything to happen to them. And because it is the oh, L word, I have to expect that it will, which makes me sad already preemptively. But I'm nervous. They're like really great. Um, and then like Danny like looks at the engagement ring that she has. Yes. So. She's thinking about a lot of things, it seems like. Yeah, contemplation. (laughs) She's got a lot on her mind right now. We go to a Bette Porter for Mayor, like, rally Mm -hmm. gathering. She's discussing the homelessness crisis, and then a man in the audience gets up, and at first is like, were you the director of cultural affairs or something, something, something? For the city of L.A.? Yeah, and she's like, yes. And then he goes, when you served as director, do you remember fucking my wife? (laughs) Gasps! Gasps everywhere! Um... And, oh, God. And so, like, he says it, right? Like, Felicity Adams, like, your yeah. married employee. And then we get flashes of that sex. And it, these images were already burned in my brain from the trailer. But it's great. And I'm yeah. really glad we get to see that. Um, and, yeah. Um, God, I really am making myself sound like a terrible person. I've never cheated <laughs> on anybody. And I have actually never hooked up with someone who was in a relationship. But, again, it's TV. And it's Bette Porter. Um, but it's, like, moral to have sex with a married woman if she's married to a man, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's that is, actually completely fine. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the okay, rule, yeah. right? Like, I thought... It also, like... Yeah. Yeah, that that is the rule. That's like straight, lesbian law. Like, you like can... Straight that's marriage fine. <laughs> is, isn't a thing anymore, right? Like, we we took that over, right? Um, um, and also, it's Bet. Like, you know... Bet can have sex with whoever she wants Bet's to. doing that. Except, I'm still... Like, it's, you know, the one time that she cheated and it upset me was when she cheated on Jody with Tina. Yeah. Because I, I'm sorry, this isn't, this is off topic, but I just love Jody and I just want to take a moment to yeah. Although, shout out yeah, Bette and Jody, the I best loved, couple on the original L Word. I love Jody and um, I do want to shout out that Jody got so much hotter after her and Bet's breakup, like that last season that she's in. Like yeah. she is A, so petty and mean, but also like looks just radiant the whole time. Not that she wasn't already extremely sure. hot, but like, extra hot and it's just like the kind of spiteful hot that you want to be after a breakup and yeah. I just want to shout her out if for that. Any, I'm curious what your answer to this is. If any original cast member came back as like a fun cameo for me it'd be Jody. That would be my number oh, one. Oh that's a good one. Jody might be mine too. I think yeah. that's, I, I would love to see Helena. Yeah. Just I'd also she, like to what's see. What's she doing? Like, is she still on the run from the wall? <laughs> like, what's going on out there? Like Peggy Peabody, also. Let's <laughs> yeah. bring back the Peabody. Bring as back well. the Peabodies. Um, but anyway, so so Pierce like rushes Bet to the elevator, which it is like crisis situation. Yeah, like yeah. Bet is like shielded out of the rally. It's like he had a gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, that it was is like, the energy. It was truly like okay, all hands like yeah. we're getting out of here. Yeah. Um. So they run away. Yeah, and then we go to Angie and Jordy sitting on a bench around Echo Park. Okay, I do. This is all very cute, but my notes do say and I need and I need to say they have been listening to the same songs all day yes they're still listening to Big Bank Mm -hmm. it is a good song and a very fun (laughs) but like all day okay that's all that's fair I had to bring I had to bring it up like it is now dark outside (laughs) she picked her up from school I assume they haven't been listening to it all day I assume that I assumed two things. I assumed one that they listened to it and then they listened to it again later. Sure. And I also assumed that it was cheaper for the show to only buy the rights to one song. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> probably the most correct. But um, I was like, no, that's wh- hilarious. Why are we back to this yeah. anyway? Um, Jordy says that they should get matching tattoos, and Jordy's also wearing this like loose neon sportswear. <laughs> it's which is I don't I don't know what the kids are. I don't spend a lot of time with queer teenagers, um, but I don't know if this is what they're wearing. But it is 
cool. She looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The matching tattoos. I was like, are we, are you guys in love? Like what? Like, sure, yes. Obviously. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Um, in that high school, maybe like, yeah, exactly. nothing has been said yet. <laughs> um, maybe it's not totally two-sided. They're just like, yeah. But I don't know. She's pitching matching tattoos. So totally. maybe it is two-sided. She's either like destroying Angelica Porter Kennard's life or they're going to be in love. Or gonna be yeah. Or it's going to be a really transformative yeah. moment for her. Um, Jordy checks her phone yeah. and is like, yo, have you looked at your phone recently? And I laughed at Angie saying, no, it's off because my mom tracks me. <laughs> because of course, Bet has Angie's location at all times. Of course. Jordy's just like, you're going to want to see. Like, like they don't. Things are happening. Really yeah. Um, and then we go to Bet, who's like at home with Shane and Alice and is like worried about where Angie is and is having a hot flash. Um, and oh, is that why my notes say death is coming? <laughs> but but uh, Beth's advisors want her to drop out, which seems a little rash, but that's apparently it feels like this is one man at one rally and like you could yeah. contain it yeah. pretty easily. And also, like, I almost said, Who amongst us haven't ha- hasn't had a sex scandal? But like, yeah, it feels like something in <laughs> totally. 2019 that people are yeah. equipped to handle with. Um, and Shane does not see the problem, she's on my side with straight marriage being dead. And Alice is like, well, she slept with an employee, which, yeah, you know, again, I don't know. I don't think we want my opinions on this. Um, and then Alice is like, I think it's because you're gay. Yes. Um, but bet to her credit is like grappling with maybe she is a bad guy. Like she yeah. kind of is like, maybe I'm just like those yeah. dudes. And, yeah. you know, of course there's, of course we don't want bet to be one of those, yeah. but I thought it was interesting to see her totally like dealing yeah. and not just like, it's a good thing to reflect on. Yeah, it's sure. good, to, good to think about yeah. how you move in the world. That's <laughs> a boss. Um, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I also, I didn't write down who said this. Was it Shane or was it Alice who says, you're Bet fucking Porter? It is Shane. It's Shane. Because um, so Bet is like, they you know, they want me to drop out. They blah, were like getting into it. And she says, I don't even know who I am anymore mm-hmm. or right now or something like that. And Shane says, you're Bet fucking Porter. And it's so good. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course, if you're in a crisis, the people you would call would be Alice and Shane. That's exactly who you want on your Shane's team. Shane's the best like, friend. Like, yeah. Shane is truly, like, just a great friend. I've talked about this before on this podcast. I'm, <laughs> I, like, Shane's an amazing friend. Um, uh, and then Angie comes home, and that's, like, the two of you should leave. And, like, they start fighting, and she's like, you can't just, like, like not, you can't just, like, have your phone off and disappear and ditch school. And, like... Um, and they're yelling back and forth and Angie's like, yeah, but like, what about you? And she goes, I hate you. You ruin everything. And Beck goes, that's fine, but you cannot ditch school and go MIA, which is so good. Like, that's just like such like, I don't know. Like I obviously we like knew that Bet was going to be like a great mommy, but yeah. it's great that she's also a great mom. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, like, it's like, what a, what a good line it's to like, be like, I'm, I know you don't actually hate me, so I'm not going to address that, but I'm going to like banter. And to back. not even yeah. like, yeah. And to not even get like phased by that. Just like, yeah, yeah you can have that, yeah. but let's focus on the real problem. Yeah, here, actually, Angie says that she wants to go live with mama T during this fight, mm-hmm. uh, which is tough. And then she, <laughs> and then just, <laughs> Reese just said, that's disgusting. Um, and, and then, this is this is my favorite. Was then Angie goes, I'll just tell her that you fucked somebody. And Beth's like, I'm pretty sure she already heard. And I just had this image. Also, I don't know where Tina actually is, but Laura Holloman is in Paris 
being a painter. So I just had this image of like Tina being a painter in Paris, like getting like a- Getting like a, a Google alert. alert. That's yeah. like LA mayoral candidate, yeah. Bet Porter. Or just being like, God damn it, Bet. This again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Bet is like, it pains me to know that like I hurt you. Like I hope you know that. And we get some really good like deep dramatic- Jennifer Beale's line readings in this episode, yeah. like the how the hell do you sleep at night? And yeah. then as she's leaving, like it pains me to think that I've caused you pain or whatever yeah. she says, yeah. like are really like those sort of like mic drops that yes. Bet Porter is good at yes. and Jennifer Beals is really good at delivering. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of those in this episode, which is fun. Back at Jen at the Gen Q house, <laughs> <laughs> Danny comes home. And or Danny is no, at home. Danny's home, like nervous, like has like pacing. Candles. It's like beautiful in yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah. like very romantic. Has like two glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sophie comes in and is just like talking about her day, being like, oh, like I had a terrible day and blah blah blah. This is blah. also like painfully realistic. Yeah. Like when we're in a partnership and like one person is on their own thing, mm-hmm. used to doing this all the time. You know, yeah. you get the sense that they've this is like very lived in. Totally. And so she comes in and is like. God, today sucked. Like, like just going for it. Yeah. And Danny kind of waits that out. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a really sweet. It's okay. This is like, there's this thing that happens in, I was going to say movies and TV shows, but it's really like specifically queer movies and TV shows that like really fill me with this where I just like, were like, it's like, it's like my, um, my like emotions are turned on. Like I'm like, I'm just like consumed with this like, with this like energy of like cuteness yeah, where yeah, I just yeah. am like this is the sweetest thing ever and it makes me want to fall in love immediately and that was how I felt this whole scene like yeah. the proposal is is like is both like a little cliche and also like really specific and like when she's like she's like I love the way you talk to the tv and I love the way you dance with your eyes closed and it's just like it is yeah it's, it's so like cute it's in the form of the proposal we've heard a hundred times it's like all these little things you notice about mm-hmm. a partner um any future partner of mine that might be listening to this that's how I that like I my dream is someone says something like that to yeah. me someday but it's so good because they're so cool and cute and yeah. fun together and you know that they really love each other so yes Danny proposes there's like a long, long silence <laughs> and I was nervous like I said because I yeah. deeply love this couple already yeah. I'm certain that the L word is going to break my heart about it yeah. and I thought this was going to be it I yeah. really thought Sophie was going to be like no yeah. we're no, we're not doing that um, but she doesn't. She says yes. But she pauses for so long. Like if my if my partner paused for that long, I would be a little annoyed. <laughs> You'd be like, do we need to talk like, why, some more about this? Yeah, like we... what's going on? Yeah. Um it, but so are we to understand that Sophie is just like floored by I think so. The I mean situation. There was a, like overwhelmed by there was like a moment love when she first sort of starts to pick up on the fact that this is a proposal and she like gets off of her I've had a bad day like wavelength and like she gives like this like cute little look that's like really well played. Yeah. Um, and I, and so I think like there was just a bit of like, is this happening? She still deposits a little long. It's still, still a little too, it's still a little too long with no response. Yeah. Like not even a like, Oh my God, yeah. like nothing comes out. Yeah. Just pause. Yeah. Um, the ring doesn't fit and <laughs> yeah. that's like cute and funny. And, and, and Danny is like pretty upset about the ring. Yeah. Like Sophie seems unfazed. So, Sophie's like, rings are just a symbol of the patriarchy. And Danny's like, yeah, but I still want you to have one. And she's like, okay, well, I'll still take one. Um, and then Finley rushes down the stairs, Finley popping Micah, champagne Finley with and Micah. Finley and Micah run down the like, stairs. Did it it's it's good. And you get the sense kind of that Micah was like holding back yeah. Finley at the top of the stairs. Like, not yet, yeah. not yet, not yet. And yeah. then they do. Um, I love, again, like it's, I feel like the way that they're shown as friends. I mean, I think that's 
one of the best parts about the original L word. Like, yeah, all the romantic drama is fun and whatever. But like the when you really get to see them as friends, like those are the moments. Like whether it's like when they're like trying to figure out if like Laura's gay. Yeah. Or like in like the beginning of my favorite episode, Luck Be a Lady, when they're like all on the phone making plans. Like, I feel like all that stuff. My like, favorite yeah. L word scene is that yeah, it's great. phone tree thing. So it's like so good. even shout out writer director Angela Robinson for that <laughs> scene in that episode. Um but like or even just when they're like at the planet, like hanging out and yeah. talking. And so I feel like it's it's like really nice that they found actors who all have so much chemistry and that they like have nuances to their friendships yeah. where it like feels like I can picture these four people being yeah. friends. Yeah. I'm also interested to see I think that um in lieu of a planet mm-hmm. in this Gen Q series, like we have not been introduced to a place yet. Yeah. I think it might be the house. Like because Three of them live there. Sure. And Micah's got this flirtation with the neighbor. Like, I think it's kind of going to, like, coalesce around the house. I'm sure there will be other places they hang out. But I'm excited to see that because I think that's, like, pretty realistic to Gen Q. Well, yeah, because, like, you can't, like, if you go to coffee every morning, like, you can't, what with what money are you doing that? Like Also, like, when? Yeah. Are we waking up at 6 a.m. to go? Like like, such a silly TV thing. So I do like that it's, like, they're at. They have, they, yeah, that they like, and it makes sense that like when Finley comes over in the morning because they're carpooling, like it's yeah. like I love all that. Yeah. Um. So then we go to Alice's show and like her, what's it called? Like your like co, what, I don't know I don't what know. the person yeah, is. Yeah, like, like second chair person. Yeah. person. Um, Heather, played by Fortune Feimster, is like prepping the show and being like, when Alice comes out, like we're all going to cheer. Um, And so Alice says, hello, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, which Okay, it's better than her saying ladies and gentlemen, but I sort of wish she had said ladies and gentlemen and everyone else because yeah. that's not really everyone, how gender works. Yeah, everyone in between. People do that a lot, I think, yeah. like trying to be inclusive and the language around like breaking the gender binary yeah. sometimes is very clumsy. And I had the same thought. I was like, well, you're like, you're, you're growing, close. Alice. Yeah. It's not, you're better than when you were talking to Max and Lisa. <laughs> Shout out Lisa, my favorite character on the L word. Um, wow, it took us a while, but we, we got, we, got we worked for Lisa referencing. We got yeah. Lisa, who is a great character, and you can read more <laughs> about that on autoshuttle.com, um, <laughs> where we did a whole symposium where lots of people had opinions, including um, myself. Also, <laughs> I love that the phrase is like the name on everybody's lips because there's a fun little Chicago, like I had a little, you know, Roxy, the song Roxy. Sure. The name on everybody. And I was like, oh, I guess it's going to be reference. Alice. <laughs> like very excited about that. I will. Stupid. I think I've made a Chicago reference on this podcast. This very podcast. Yes. Um, and Alice has big black glasses. I just want to, every time Alice has a new pair of glasses, I'm going to talk about I Alice's glasses. I think that this season of The L Word is going to try to convince me that I can pull off those glasses. And the truth is that no one can except Leisha Haley. I think you could. Thank you. That's I very really sweet. I really think you could. Um, I, I'm going to probably Give panic, try it Give and <laughs> see how it goes. But yeah. Leisha Haley, like, Wanting to look like Leisha Haley is a bad is a bad starting point for me because I'm never going to. That's just not how I look. So, yeah. um, but it's fun. She has a great suit on, mm-hmm. not a jumpsuit, but a pantsuit. Mm-hmm. Very fun. It's like pink silk. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks luxurious. It looks expensive, um, which I was excited about. And then she introduces Bet as her guest, um, and immediately like starts bantering with her and is like, "Do the voters like know your like dark secret that you?" That we like stole a billboard, which again, love another Jody yep. reference. Just laying the groundwork, bringing Jody back. Um, and then, yeah, then they sort of like start to get into it. Well, she says something like, I've never been one to like not be tough on you, right? And Beth's like, Nope. And I like, nope. thought, I thought about so many moments throughout the show. Um, so that's like also a fun little thing. Um, 
Yeah, and then Bet starts. Bet like kind of gives her spiel about yeah. why she is like. She says, what does she, she say? She says she's that like, she won't say sorry. That's yeah. like the first thing, which I'm like, oh my God, I'm so turned on. And, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I, and Alice is like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Alice is very clearly trying to get her to yeah. be like, no, I am. She's like, so you're not sorry. In the way that you would say that to a friend and be like, Do you, I want you to say, yeah. actually I am. Yeah. And Bet does have a point. Like, yeah. that people are, aside, aside from the employee stickiness, like, they're all grown adults. Like marriage is not a legally like I, you know, like shit happens. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be a bad apologist. I'm actually the opposite usually, but like gasp, gasp. into that. Um, but I just, yeah. Anyway. Um, so then bet like segues. Yeah. She's like, this is a distraction. She's like, the city's in crisis. People are dying. And Alice asks why Bet won't discuss her personal reasons for running, running for, for mayor. mayor, which is interesting. And which again, so yeah. I have a theory about this. Yeah. I think our dearly beloved Kit Porter <gasps> has died. Oh my God. Due to opioids. That makes so much sense. And I'm that so is, sad. And really, I can't believe I didn't think about It's really that. traumatic to think about, but that is what I think has happened. Oh, fuck. Um, That's so And I think we're going to find that out. Because I, I start, alarm bells rang when Pierce says earlier in the episode, like, I know you have sensitivity around the opioids issue. And I was like, that's interesting. And then Alice being like, why won't you discuss your personal reasons? And Bet has such, I mean, the opioid crisis is something to care about sure, regardless of sure. if you personally are affected. But she has such a, like, sticking point on this. And yeah. no one has mentioned Kit. In fact, she's one of the only characters from the original that it's doesn't really come up. Yeah. Um, so I'm ill thinking about how that might play like out. That. I mean, I guess I could we'll be see. wrong. I have no sure. idea, but that's my theory. Thank you. Reese thinks that Reese noted Elward scholar <laughs> thinks that I'm right. <laughs> wow. That pumps me out yeah, a lot. Um, yeah. Tough. Uh, um, my but, notes say, Oh, Kit is dead for sure, which is bleak. <laughs> it's super brutal. Just, just saying it, you know? Um, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to like we're gonna like yeah. Sorry to that later. sorry to throw you no, during this podcast I recording. I should have run that before I, by I, you before. I think I just like it. No, it makes so much sense because it's like why has Kit not been mentioned? Like of all the characters, it's like and there just seems to be a little bit of tiptoeing around Bet's whole deal with yeah. opioid, like yeah. especially. And yeah. I think like Kit, we know Kit struggled with addiction, like yeah. had you know. Oof. So anyway, okay. Um, I was really hoping that Kit was like off somewhere with a cute trans guy. Yeah, honestly, bring back Ivan and like have them married on an island somewhere. That was my well. Hope. I guess she's well. We don't know this for sure, but we'll see. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, as a guess. But, but also, like the idea of Bet keeping her private life private is hilarious to me. In no universe has yeah. Bet Porter ever kept her private life no. private. No. Um. And so then, like Alice is like, you know, like like who are you? Whereas like, well, the voters want to know who you are. And Bet's like, I wrote this down. Bet goes, I'm a woman. I'm gay. I'm biracial. I'm a mother to an extraordinary daughter. I'm an ex-wife, a friend. I think I'm a ex-wife. I wrote down, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother in my notes. Like I really want her to, I wanted her to just like kind of keep, I wanted her to say like, I'm an ex-wife. I'm a friend. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. Like I thought that she might. So funny. Yeah. But she's doing that. She's like giving her like, her she, cell. She then says, "Like I think I'm a really loyal friend." And like turns to Alice, and I was just like, oh. and, um, "Good and, to have backup on that one." Yeah. And then she says, "I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. Interesting. 
I'm a sister and I'm you. I'm a part of you. I'm that part of you that wants to do better. I'm that part of you that loves this city and wants to see all its communities thrive. I'm that part of you that makes mistakes. And then she says a little bit later, I'm not the perfect messenger, but I do have the perfect message. But I do have the perfect message. (laughs) So corny. And then we cut to Danny. And luckily... Danny is in the audience. So inspired. Um, she is moved. Yeah. She has seen the light. Yes. Um, she is there because Sophie is, you know, the yeah. booking person. And probably Sophie was like, Bet Porter is gonna be on the show, and Danny is now obsessed with Bet because how could you be in a room with Jennifer Beals and not become obsessed if, instantly? If Bet yelled at me like that. <laughs> yeah. He would follow I, her for uh, yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Danny is on set and yeah. thank and thank God for that because yeah. That gives her speech and says all the things that Drew just said. And um, Danny is like, that is me. That, yeah. That's me, actually. <laughs> like, I do want to make the world a better place, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, so she really is, like, working through. Yeah. And then we get a little montage. Um, what Do you know what that song was? No, I didn't. I like. I was, I like, even, like, Googling lyrics yeah, and I, I like, could it. not. I'm excited for um, the soundtrack of this series. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I think are going to be cool about it being updated to 2019. Totally. And... I'm like excited for probably queer artists, like new queer artists. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that and the lesbian cameos are really what I'm You're excited about. Like, yeah. I know that they're going to be there. I don't know what they are. Sure. Give them to me now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so in this montage, um, like Finley dives into the pool, catching and a frisbee. Thank God we have a pool. Like, yeah. how would this series, how yeah. could you bring back the L word and, there's sure. n- and none of them have a pool? It's truly awful that I don't have a single friend with a pool. I do have one friend, two friends who live in an apartment complex with a pool, but Mm -hmm. it's weirdly like fenced in. Mm. You can't really like hang out by it, which is less. I need like one wealthy friend. I don't tend to have friends who are very wealthy and I need to like, I need to just get one who has a pool. Yeah. But you know, we can, I I would even take like a friend whose parents have a nice house with a pool, like Mm. that you can go and hang out. Like, I don't know. I would, I'd be down for that too. If anyone's out there, and We're wants to be for a, a friend, friend with a pool. A friend to either of us who has a pool, let us know. Yeah. We're we're taking applications. <laughs> <laughs> Reese just said that she says that every episode. We all want a pool. Everyone someone wants invite, a pool. If there's anyone someone invite the to, to Ellen back crew, crew <laughs> for a pool party. Please. It'll be fun. We're fun. We're really fun. Um, um okay, and so then So Finley yeah. in a feat of athleticism yes. catches a frisbee that yeah. Micah throws, uh-huh. catches it while jumping into the yeah. pool. I it would have hit me in the face. There's no way. I also don't think I would have succeeded. Um at least not the first time. But then I would have been really sad. Like, do it again and yeah. Micah would be like, I think oh, I would have okay. been yeah, I would get like that too, where yeah. I'd be like, let's just keep just keep throwing it. Just yeah. keep doing it. Um then Nat's son crawls into bed with Alice and Nat. And has interrupted them like yeah. hooking up. Yeah. The kids Someone think of the children on the L word. Like they're always getting traumatized. I didn't say this earlier, but in the fight scene with Nat, the fight scene, in the argument with Nat, Gigi, and Alice, like Mm -hmm. the kids are right there. And Nat's like, you can't do this. You have to check the calendar. And it's like, these children are obviously already going through something because their moms don't live together anymore. Like maybe let's not fight in front of them. I mean, what's great though is now we're getting to see the product of that and we're getting to see Angie and like what does it look like when your mom is like super cool but also like has no boundaries. But also like a mess. It's like a gay mess. (laughs) Um, Uh, Anyway, so yes, Nat and Alice are interrupted in Honestly, speaking of like wanting couples to break up, I'm already like... I don't... I just think that Alice, they want different things. Yeah, I do want Stephanie Allen to stick around. I think she's so fun and she has like a really... 
should have said I want Nat to stick around, but that's not actually the case. Like <laughs> right. I want, I personally want Stephanie Allen to stick yeah. around. She's so fun. She has such a great delivery of this, yeah. but like this family, I feel like is not what Alice wants no. at all. Like even when she's talking to Shane, it's like, I'm parenting. It's a whole thing. It's like, yeah. she's doing it as, as though it's like, I've, I'm picking up knitting. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, also, when Shane is like, why didn't you just move into your house? And Alice is like, well, the kids still would have had to come with <laughs> us. <laughs> like, very funny. Hilarious. Um, um, and then we see Shane looking at her wedding ring, sitting by her own pool. Shane also has a pool. So Finley has access to two pools, and we have access between the two of us to none. Yeah. That seems unfair. And neither of us are PAs anymore. So I feel like... I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I should have leveled up and yeah, have a pool now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And okay, and then Bet gets into bed with Angie and like they're watching something. And so it's like, you know, that like even though they fight that like they have this closeness. And Angie and, hands her like one of the headphones, which yeah, I thought was really tender so and sweet. sweet. Um, Yeah, she like crawls into bed with her. They have they like have a strong relationship, yeah. even though Bet has just busted her for skipping school and smoking pot yeah. and has that. also publicly had sex with someone who she shouldn't have. That is the mom we all deserve. Um, And, and so then Sophie is. We see Sophie sleeping with the ring on and like stuffed on her finger. And then and then we see D- Danny is not sleeping. Wide awake. Wide awake looking at the ceiling. The weight of the world on her tiny shoulder. She <laughs> is like, once again contemplating. She's She's been brooding a lot this episode. Yeah. She's really got a lot to think about. And the last scene, we discover what she was brooding about. Shocker. <laughs> she's meeting with Bette. And she like thanks her for meeting with her. Is like, I'm not going to bullshit you, Miss Porter. I don't think you have the time. And she basically is like, I want to work for you. Yeah. And what is she? What? Bet's like, I don't trust you. Yeah. Bet is like not really down. And yeah. Danny says something that's like. Danny says, if you want to win, I think you need me. There it is. Yeah. Which I'm like, I, um, which I, which I, I couldn't love. remember the exact quote, but my notes say Danny came out swinging. Like, yeah. and obviously, Bet, this is the energy. This is the perfect energy to approach yeah. Bet Porter with is like, no, I'm good and you actually yeah. need me. Like, the hubris is important here, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. Going back to what you were saying about like um, Finley and Shane interacting, I think it's once again, like in a different way, like Danny and Bet interacting makes a lot of sense. And again, I think that it's not like she is a Bet, but I think it's like really fun that the new cast like has is like complimentary to yeah. the old cast in like a really yeah. nice way. It's kind of, if you want to get meta, it's kind of how like the L word Gen Q fits to like maps to the L word a mm-hmm. little bit, like where these characters as they are would not have existed if. Bet, like mm-hmm. if Bet and Alice and Shane weren't the prototype, but they're mm-hmm. like, they're their own people and they're yeah. updated and they're fun. And like the same way that like, I'm a Bet son, Alice rising, Jenny <laughs> moon. I'm not like one of them. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever done my L word astrological chart. I should think, should about, think about that. It. Think about it. I'll come, yeah. I'll yeah. come back with um, having done the research and the homework. Um, and so then she says like, she says, if you want to win, I think you need me. And then Bet gives this smirk and then that's and the episode. That's the pilot. Yeah. I'm excited. I texted Drew after I watched it and I was like, I think it's good. I'm excited. It's yeah, going to be fun. It's good. I'm um, really relieved. Yeah. I God, the relief that the gays are going to feel, I think, at it not being bad. Like, and not I think even, just yeah. like, not even bad, but like just there's, it's been 10 years since it was on. It yeah. has such a legacy. It's like yeah. so important to so many people that there are so many ways it could have gone and people would be like, wait, no, that's not like yeah. with any reboot, there's sure. stress of that. Sure. And I think this one is good. <laughs> and I think like even the things that I may be less excited about or frustrated with are like still conversations that I think are interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I think the hope 
even after just one episode, I like hope that this isn't just like a one-off season. Like I hope they make more. And so it feels like, it feels also just like the, the bones that they've established are like really solid. Yeah. That that was a mix of all sorts of metaphors, but you get what (laughs) I mean. Like, like, I think like the show just like, I really like all the new characters. I think like, it'll be interesting to watch what happens with them. And, and I think there's just like a lot to discuss, which is great for us because that's literally what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so we've watched one episode. Yes. Soon we will watch a second episode. Um, is that, what are you hoping for? Or what are you hoping for for the rest of the season? Yeah. I mean, like I said a little bit earlier, like I am, interested in maybe not excited excited might not be the right word but I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Danny and her family Mm -hmm. I think there's also a really interesting thing that we didn't super talk about where like she works for her dad and she's quitting her job Mm -hmm. working for her dad to go work for Bette Porter like that is going to be an interesting thing to see play out yeah I'm honestly surprised that I'm really excited to see Micah and whether it's Jose or what like I just want to see Micah kind of in the world um which was not what I expected. Like I expected to be really taken by, um, by Finley. Mm-hmm. I, that Finley is my type in a big mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, that's going to be the girl. Like, I just want to watch yeah. that one. And she's great. And I'm so, and Jacqueline Pony is doing an incredible job and I'm, you know, but I'm excited for some of the quieter, like yeah. scenes and things. Leo's to happen. a great actor. Yeah. I know this is like, I don't, I'm not like trying to get hate emails and I'm sure this will happen, <laughs> but like, I really loved the movie Adam mm. directed by Reese Ernst. He's a trans man. Wow. We've really you. checked a lot of boxes of, of your takes. That, of, yeah. Of, yeah. My takes <laughs> that get me hate mail, but I really, really loved Adam. And I think non-controversially like Leo's great in it. And even just from this one episode, like, like he's just, I mean, he's adorable and also yeah. is just like, it's just really good and subtle. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm excited for Micah as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm excited. The surprising thing is I'm excited for Micah. Yeah. Um, I'm tentatively, like, I, I want to feel out the Danny storyline. Yeah. I want to see Alice being, like, a boss on set. That's something I'm excited for. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, I think the soundtrack and, like, any, they have to have gotten some cool cameos that we just haven't yeah. figured out yet. And I think that'll be really cool to see. Totally. You know, they got such crazy cameos on the original L word sure. that like, how, you know. I mean, I'm sure Gloria Steinem's going to come back. <laughs> Ariana Huffington, like, <laughs> let's get her back. Um, yeah, so. I think if I could have one person come back, it would be Snoop Dogg. I think that makes the <laughs> most sense. I think if Snoop Dogg isn't on Generation Q, it's just like, why did yeah, we Yeah, why even did we even it? reboot yeah. it? Um, maybe he comes, maybe he performs at like a bet for mayor rally to cover sure. up the sex scandal. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, good guy Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah. he's got. What was, what was his name on the show? Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't. Yeah, um, I would not be able to remember. Um, but yeah, what about you? Um, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be interesting to just like see some of the more fun characters like get deeper. Like, I'm interested to see, you know, like what's going on with Finley beyond like her as like comic relief. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get this, but I would love if like, as we see like Angie and Jordy's relationship, if like Jordy was a person. Sure. Um, which like, isn't necessarily like just a trans thing. It's like, it's like she's the love interest and that's fine. And, but I would love it if like in exploring their relationship, I don't know. I think it's like, I think, um, 
Gen Q has like set up this really interesting thing where it's not just like, oh, the generational divide between the original cast and this, like the new people in their 20s or 30s or whatever it is. Like you also have this other generation that's even younger. And so I hope in doing that, like we both get time with Angie, we get time with Jordy. And yeah, because like, I mean, I know Jamie Clayton's going to be on it, but I don't know how big her part will be. And it's sort of like, I hope, I don't know. I think like, I would say in 2019, but honestly, like in 2004, we should have had this also. Like Lisa shouldn't have been the only trans woman on the original L word. And um, and it's like, it's that that was my biggest frustration with the initial casting announcement. Right. It's been like the thing that's sort of like, I don't it know. It is it's, like the it's specter just, it's of... Just, it's just frustrating as yeah. someone who is out in lesbian communities in Los Angeles. And it I don't know. It just it just feels like a, an oversight. That's a bummer. And I, I, I feel very strongly that like, the L words, um, the L word generation Q's like primary um, obligation was to have trans male characters that don't suck because I think about like because of, of the legacy because of, of yeah because yeah. of Max and and that legacy and so like I think prioritizing that like doesn't bother me. It's just like I know when <laughs> when the um, when the like casting announcement came out for both Micah and for Pierce there were like some trans women who were like, not like, what about us? And it bothered me because I was like, no, 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 that's not our competition. Like there are so many people in the show that are cis. Like right. there is plenty of room for like two trans men on this show and also two trans women and also non-binary people. And also it's like frustrating that there aren't or people who are butch and yeah. or anyone um, and people who are fat and people yeah. who like, there's just, there's there, there is more room. And so it'll be interesting, the people who we do have who are, like, maybe not as big of characters, like, how much will we get to see of them? Right. And obviously we've, like, discussed so many new characters that are on the show. So, like, there's a, they're dealing with a lot already. Um, but I am interested to see, like, sort of, yes, this core cast is, like, more inclusive than the original show. But I think we can always do better. Yeah, and I'm excited sure. to see both how these characters are handled and also how... I don't know. Like I want, I want to love the show. You know, I love the L word with all of its problems. <laughs> and so there's this, uh, there's this new opportunity. Like what I was saying about Alice and being like, Oh, now Alice can be like hot and funny and not, I don't have to cringe like every few episodes because yeah. of some storyline that's like whatever. So, so I think like with that, like I'm, I'm rooting for this show and I have been since it was announced. Um, and I don't know, like from the pilot, I feel, I feel optimistic. I feel optimistic too. Yeah. It left me with, um, a good little like and it just it's so fun it left me with a good feeling I left yeah, and I was like totally that was fun and yeah. I am excited to see what happens and I feel good that I watched it and you know it's just it feels so fun like I mean you didn't watch the show until this year I didn't watch it until a, like a few years ago and like to to like I don't know like um to get to like go to viewing parties to and, like, like be, be in the moment the culture, yeah and like I just there are like there are plenty of queer shows out there that are really great I mean, not plenty. There could always be more. But, like, you know, there are things like Vita that are, like, incredible. I could talk about Vita all day long. Um, But there is something about the L word name that makes it an event and makes it so, like, not every queer woman and non-binary person and trans man, like, cares about the L word or is watching the L word. But, like, a lot of us do and a lot of us will be watching. And I'm, like, just I'm excited for that, like, communal experience. Um, And I think they've made a show that, like, is worthy of that. Yeah. So every episode after this one is going to be coming out on Mondays, the day after the Elward Generation Q airs. Um, also on Monday on autostraddle.com, Reese, who you may know from this podcast and lots of other things, 
um, is going to be recapping each episode in print. And you're not going to want to miss that because like a Reese Bernard L word recap, like still sometimes I'll like Google things about the L word and like the first thing that comes up are like Reese's old recaps. So um, you're not going to want to miss that. And um, I guess we should say where people can find us. Yeah. Um, I am draw underscore Gregory. So my first name, but in present tense um, on both Twitter and Instagram. I am Anna Loca, A-N-A-L-O-C-A-A on Instagram and A-N-A-L-O-C-A underscore on Twitter. Love it. Why don't they match? Mm. I don't know. Um, it's a little chaos. <laughs> it's chaotic. Um, and then for the pod, you could find us at to L and back on both Twitter and Instagram. And our email is to L and back cast at gmail.com. Yeah. So um, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that Reese and Carly and the episodes by saying L words, but we wanted a challenge. And also like we are part of Generation Q. So we are going to be saying Q words. And just like the two times that I have um, guested on um, the show, I didn't think of something ahead of time, which you would think that I'd start You'd to plan pre- for, pre- yeah. like prepare this. And I think it's just like a thing I'm going to commit to yeah. and like really like go with my like instinct. So I'm going to take a second and you can take a second. I don't know if you have something. Already. I have something because I'm brilliant, okay. but okay. Okay. Yeah. We're being um, we're being braver than the L word Gen Q, which declined to title all of their episodes yes. with Q words. They really should have. They really missed the opportunity. Three, two, two one. one. Quizzical. Good ones. Quizzical and I quarantine. said quizzical, yeah. Um, Great. Wow, yeah, we didn't go for a, a one-syllable one, maybe? No. We're Those trying are, to challenge by week, ourselves. By week eight, we might be like, uh, quiz. <laughs> I might glance at a dictionary before next week like scanning you know it's like it's fun to have like a fun word um well i guess i guess that's it i guess that's it and we did it and we'll we'll be back in gay la well we're always in gay la but we'll be back on in uh discussing gay tv la next week next week i think we're done we're done we did it Laughing, laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.